This is The Art Life. Hello, I'm Zandra Robinson Burns, founder of Heroin Training, where you can find my essays and this network of podcasts. This episode asks, is art fun? And it is my great pleasure to introduce my co-host, actress and activist, Grace Gordon. Grace, how is your art life? My art life has been full of surprises lately. Um, in my my household, in my household, I have a saying that I inflict upon my dear sweet roommate so often. Um, I say everything is chaos, but everything works out, and I always remind her of this because we both, especially working in entertainment, I feel like. We both constantly come up against, you know, these auditions and communication things and moments of self-doubt. I mean, that's not just entertainment. That's all of us in life. Um, and I always remind her, everything's chaos. Everything works out. And it's something that I've really adopted over the past year because I've noticed when I just keep that attitude, everything does work out. Um, and it helps me keep faith. But, like, the past couple weeks have just been so interesting. I say the past couple weeks because it's been a little bit since you and I recorded. Partly because we are in the production phase of putting the show out. It comes out this week, the week that we're recording. Um, I've, I've been kind of wrangling a lot of different things at once. Just, like, I did so much traveling in August and people who've been listening since episode one will, you know, have heard all about it. Um, and I've been shooting a couple film projects and modeling has had a lot of momentum lately. And then we have this show coming out, which I'm so freaking excited about and so proud of. And then I, um, I had an audition today, actually, that I was feeling like some dread about, to be perfectly honest. I always feel really stressed out before auditions. I'm never nervous anymore, but I get really stressed. This is so obnoxious. I get so stressed because I never feel like I have time to prepare for them. Mm. I'm always like, there's not going to be enough time. And, every, you know, I have too much to do. Blah. And I get this, like, stress resistance thing. And then, of course, every time I go into an audition or do a self-tape or whatever it is, like, it, it's fine. It's always fine. And I've tried to remind myself, you know, yes, everything's chaos. Everything works out. It's never – I never freak out. I never fumble. I mean, there's just no reason for me to get so stressed. So – I had this audition come up kind of last minute and I had had a busy weekend of filming and we have, you know, all of this production stuff to do for this show. And then I went in there today um, and I walked in, I got there early and I was done with the audition before my time even started because they called me in early and it was great. It was one of the best, it was the best audition I've ever had. Ooh. And, um, Mostly because of just the people, like the people in the room were clearly a good fit for me, just in terms of like personalities. Um, and we, so we like had, they like kind of kept me in the room for a while just to, t just to talk about various people that we knew in common and all of this. Um, 
And that just felt so good. And I ended up leaving just feeling like, oh my God, that was the best audition I've ever had. And now I get to go home and like work on the show. And it's also lovely. But like, I, I'm just, I guess I'm just, life is full of surprises right now because yes, I have a lot of like irons in the fire, but it's all going really well. And I need to just not stress out. Um, and there's certainly a feeling that everything's going really well and none of it is like what I planned. Um, I was talking to my dad on the phone. We had this amazing talk last week about how like, there's so much in my life that I'm excited about right now creatively. And like, I didn't move to LA to like start a podcast. I didn't move to LA even to be a model. Um, And, like, those things have been sustaining me and nourishing me. And all of these, even, like, the circumstance of moving in with my best friend this summer, that wasn't supposed to happen. Like, that kind of came out of a a hard situation in each of our lives, brought us together to live together. And um, I'm just, like, even... I'm like dating someone right now and it was it's like that we met through Tinder which is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and yet like it's amazing and we're really compatible and there's just so much right now where it's like I'm so surprised by how good things can be when I let go of like the control, like the need to like know how it's all going to work out. And when I let go of the, like, you know, this is how I have to meet someone if I'm going to be interested in them. Like, well, I met someone Mm. through the, you know, online dating, which is, like, the opposite of what I wanted. And yet it's fantastic. And, you know, I have these projects going right now that are, like, I'm just so proud of that I really didn't expect to jump into when I first moved to L.A. Um, So, yeah, my art life is surprising in in a great way. Like, so much just feels like rewarding and it's because i've just relinquished any sense of like control over the circumstances i am raising i'm raising my teacup to cheers you thank you i really do think that part of it is this show like our relationship and the months i mean it's six months at this point that we've been meeting and recording um and and just talking to each other more i feel like i've learned a lot from you and that's i mean so much of the episode that we're going to get into is about uh a certain something that i've been learning from you um but i want to hear about what's going on in your life first so zandra how is your art life my art life is my art life has been surprising me too and it is very much related to this show as we're in the midst of launching it. We just announced it last week and the episodes will go live soon. Um, And Grace, you challenged me early on in this process to not just make our conversations about the art life, but to make every detail of this show an example of how to live it. And what that has brought up for me is a sense of play and intention with things like creating the podcast artwork, which I was so excited to do and had such a fun time doing. 
I'll just drop that word in there for a moment. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) But I couldn't wait to share it with everyone as well and finally post it on Instagram. And then because the grid had to go back to normal, back to its normal patterns, I posted a photo today and I wanted to... I wanted to write something about this show while we're in the midst of premiering it. In every Tuesday, I publish a piece of writing, whether it's an essay or a vignette. And I started to write a vignette this time called A is for Artist, inspired by a story that I told in episode two about identifying as an artist as a child. And it turned into a poem. (laughs) I've never published a poem. I was like going to tell you that I read it right before we started recording and I was so excited. I was so excited and it was something new. Like it felt like a new voice for you or not a new voice, but like, oh, this is, this isn't what she normally posts. What is this? I just, it, even though I'm, you know, producing this podcast with you, that was in part largely what you were writing about. I was like, ooh, this is a different side of her. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so I wrote a poem. (laughs) And that's because of this show. That's because this show has inspired me to question and expand how I define myself as an artist. We talked a little bit about this before, where I was so excited to land on essayist. And now I'm I have a foundation in that that I'm excited to build off of. And I I keep saying I'm excited because I am. Me too. Are you ready to talk about fun? So I'm like, I wish you could see my my body language change right now. (laughs) That's like my my feet cross and my arms like flail. Um, (laughs) So yes, I am ready to talk about fun, or as we call it in our friendship, the F word. Um, (laughs) So just to give a little context, I'd love to give some context from my perspective of things. Mm. You run an amazing membership group through heroin training called Everyday Wonderland, and you pick a theme for every month, right? Mm -hmm. You pick a one-word theme. And a couple months ago, you picked the word fun. And this word, like, brought up a bunch of stuff for me. And I had so much resistance. And I even posted about it in the group. And I was like, oh, this is triggering me. And then a bunch of other women in your group, a bunch of other, you know, members all said, like, that they related to my resistance that that word brings up stuff for them too i know i've truly been doing a lot of processing about it just like in my personal life why is this such a uh i don't know why does this word bring up so many emotions for me um because we would think that it would be the opposite that it's a word that makes you lighten up but throughout the process of working on this show with you and recording you know it's become very clear to me that we have these really different backgrounds when it comes to art making and career um because if people have been listening since episode one because i've been working since i was so young 
I think I do have a lot of like, not necessarily rigidity, but I just associate art with my work, you know, capital W work. And I'm realizing in talking to you, like you're this person who's I find so whimsical and you're so playful. And, um, you know, even like I got a package from you today, you sent me a book and you like had all this washi tape and stickers on the packaging and like little notes you had clipped from the like different magazines. And it was just so beautiful and it was so fun. And in having these conversations with you in the art life, you know, I've realized that like, I am way too focused on product, even though we're running this show and I'm, I'm realizing I want to live my life differently and I'm trying to embody it every day. I realize that the word fun makes me freeze up because I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. You know, anything I do that's creative is in my back of my head work. Even like, I always joke that like, well, watching TV is me working because I'm an actor. So it's my job to watch TV, um, which is like funny. But when you, you know, when you go deeper, like, I think I truly believe that. And it does not help, by the way, that I'm on the nominating committee for TV for the SAG-AFTRA awards this year. So like, it's literally my job. <laughs> watch tv <laughs> like i have a responsibility to my industry to be caught up on things hilarious so i i've been so excited to talk about fun with you because you've definitely encouraged me to be more playful and to not see everything as work and to just add more whimsy in and in the past few weeks i have set myself some challenges to like to do some to do a couple activities purely because they're fun, not because they're research. But also they're research. But also they're research. They but, are. But I'm trying to let go of that mindset. Like, like I try to validate mm. every experience I have with this is research. And and so do I. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm sure you do. And I think we also share like the you know, any conference we go to, even if it's fun and really excites us, is kind of also work. Um, and you, you know, you're an essayist. Your job is to write about your experiences. And like, so every hike you go on with Steve, every time you like take care of your dog, like it's kind of <laughs> part of your work. And this is the art life, right? I mean, this is what our show is about but like i'm just so curious we talked we talked in the past couple weeks about bringing more fun into the show and like i'm curious how you are able to prioritize fun when your entire life is your work too Mm. or even just how you prioritize it not even how you're able to yeah First of all, it came as a surprise, a a shock to me as we were discussing this show that I'm the fun one. You are. You're the fun one. I'm never the fun one. (laughs) You're like, 
you know, flowers and stickers and like glitter and teacups. And I, my, my perception of myself is like, I'm like a, like a sexy witch living in New Orleans, <laughs> which is like cool, but like very dark. <laughs> Well, that's fun too, though. It is the fun. Sexy but witch I, is fun. Yeah, sexy witch is definitely fun. But I think that, like, my self image is very, like, you know, horror movie Barbie, which is what I, something I posted about online I love recently. That. Um, which is, like, cool. It's very cool. Okay. But I don't know, like, I mean, it's, like, wrapped up in, like, blood and gore and, like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, what does fun even mean? And maybe it's that mm. I associate that word with something I'm not, and I have to de- redefine it for myself. Yeah, and maybe it's maybe it's a linguistic thing. Maybe it's that the word fun in particular doesn't sit well with you. But to to answer your question, how I prioritize fun in my work and in my life is I have learned the importance of it. And one of my, one of my principles that I, I teach is to keep an obsessions diary. So every week in my planner, I leave seven bullet points for seven things that I'm obsessed with. And I pay attention to what I'm gravitating towards, whether it's the same old things that keep coming up, whether it's Taylor Swift and Harry Potter week after week, or whether it's a new show that I discovered on Netflix, or if I'm if I'm just obsessed with the weather right now, I'll take note as specifically as I can of something that is really capturing my attention because I've found that there is little that's so powerful as pure, unstoppable enthusiasm. I love that. And I think that like part of what I really admire about you and what is inspiring me to, to redefine the word a little bit is like you are doing what is fun for you. Mm. It's mm-hmm. not about whatever you whatever kind of sort of concept like you're trapped up in you're really good at knowing what you love and being enthusiastic about it and and going on adventures and finding beauty in those things that you're passionate about without concern or you know from 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 an outsider perspective without concern for like what it what is cool or what is fun for you know someone your age because i think i think for me i'm realizing part of it is like this whole thing about leaving school so young and not going having not going to college not having a college experience feeling like the things that are fun to my peers aren't fun for me Mm. like i missed out on like party culture and i've already talked about this in the show a little bit so like when I hear someone say, let's just go have fun, I think you want to go out clubbing. And like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I think that was something that I learned at in my transition from high school to university because going to Oxford was such a 
passion of mine. It was something that I really pursued. And the idea of living there and doing that degree was utmost fun for me. And in moving across the pond and doing my English degree, I was stepping into what I found most fun and everything that came with it with the atmosphere of being in such a magical city. And that was sort of my gateway towards wondering, can every aspect of my life be a little more customized to how I enjoy it? And socially, that was a big one because I'm an introvert and the typical ways that socialization as a kid are orchestrated by school administrations are very geared towards extroverted children. I would get so overwhelmed and I relate so hard to the Gilmore Girls episode where Rory is getting in trouble because she just wants to sit at lunch by herself and read a book and listen to her Walkman. That was absolutely iconic. (laughs) Yeah, that's the dream. And then when I got, I just assumed because I didn't want to interact with my peers in the way that everyone else seemed to want to, I assumed that I was antisocial. And then I got to university and realized I can meet one-on-one with a different friend every day for lunch or for a walk in Christchurch Meadows, or we can go find all of the references to Narnia in the city. I can spend time with people in a different way than I have been taught to sit in a circle and play a game. So because you realized all of this when you were at Oxford, and it's obviously influenced your life since, I imagine that you feel like this is something you really can share with people who are like members of Everyday Wonderland. Is this something that you you talk about intentionally, that you try to like teach people because so many of your fans subscribers patrons are like you are more introverted type a whatever it is do you think that you that that teaching people about fun and redefining the word is like a big part of your work i guess it is i didn't really i'll say this first that everything that i create is out of a desire for that thing to exist So, for example, when I was really interested in the minimalist movement, I wasn't seeing a lot of examples of people who had fewer items of clothing who still cared about fashion, who still wore color. I was seeing a lot of black, white, and gray, which was great to see other people's styles, but I desperately wanted to see examples of people wearing prints. And so I started to publish my own blog posts on being a colorful minimalist. And that's the philosophy that I carry through all of my teaching is that how do I want how do I want to see personal development being communicated? I even hesitate to say taught because one of the things that I believe is that it doesn't have to be so formal. Mm. Seeking happiness. How very or... fun of you. 
Yeah, because I, I think a lot of the personal development that I've encountered has been this separate thing from the rest of my life of take time out of your life to work on yourself. And the aim, I think, is to be more fluid in the way that we live and enjoy and are fulfilled. It's all related. Well, we talk about that in so many different personal development, therapy, creative pursuits, this idea of integration, you know, Mm. rather than trying to have just your good side show um, or just your positive vibes only, learning to integrate light and dark or learning to integrate all of your experiences or the many different aspects of your personality. That has surely been a huge focus of my past couple of years of personal development. It's like this concept of integration, not trying mm-hmm. to become some, you know, idea of perfection. And how does that relate to your work as an actor as well? It is what being an actor is. Mm. And, you know, my work as an actor is a lot about the ability to be private in public It's about Mm -hmm. the willingness to be vulnerable and to be open emotionally. And it's certainly been a journey to to get there. And it's a journey for any actor. You know, acting is personal development. That's what any acting class is in so many ways. It kind of becomes not hopefully not therapy, but it is a personal development journey because we're taught to contain our feelings and, you know, not act out and not show strong emotions in just like in, in acceptable society. Yet the scenes that we work on and the films that we make and love are generally ones about either, you know, really heavy or really raunchy or you know, really sensual human experiences. And so much of the work is about just learning to be okay, to accept your feelings and show them to people. So, you know, I think that we could go into a whole conversation too about branding and like, you know, how part of being an actor is like figuring out what you are and being okay with being that. Hmm. Um. And so that's, you know, yet another way that you're, that integration has been part of my journey, not just being an idea of something, not just being an idea of a Hollywood actress, not just being an idea of perfection, because that's fucking boring. You don't want to watch someone perform perfection. You want to watch a human being go through an experience. Yeah, that's, that's entirely what my personal journey of training and creating has been as an actor um but i think a really good teacher a really good acting teacher is is really just getting people to be themselves and feel like that's enough it's not about like instilling some rigid technique on people or allowing their ego to like control how their classroom runs it's about really making actors feel like 
safe to play and to be seen for who they really are. And what does play mean to you? This is such a good question because it's so much that word that word comes up so much in acting that word comes up so much in the artist's way which we will eventually just do a freaking episode on i think for me play is about letting go of outcomes mm. and just doing something for the experience and maybe like the pleasure of it play is like in our art of wonder episode going on an adventure and being really spontaneous and jumping in the fountain and doing it just because it's what instinctually you want to do in the moment. You know, a lot of improv and comedy is about like like following your instincts and just like saying yes to your partner and um not jumping 10 steps ahead to like how you're going to make your agenda of the joke you want to tell work, but actually how you're going to be present with someone and 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 create co-create with them in the moment, and that's where the best comedy comes from. Um, and I mean, I think for me, part of this episode and and part of this life's work I have is that you know play is figuring out who i am and what i actually get pleasure from not trying to awkwardly do the things that i think society thinks is fun and then feeling uncomfortable <laughs> because i think like a lot of my discomfort with this you know with play or with fun is like this idea that i have in my head of what that means mm. and that i don't like that like, like going to a film screening with a Q&A after is my idea of fun. Like, I love... Great. I, I have so much fun, you know, hearing actors and directors talk about their process. Um, or for me, um, fun is my roommate and I, over the past, like, year, um, originally, ironically rewatching all of the twilight movies because like it was funny but then eventually like kind of becoming twilight fans again <laughs> and like genuinely just like talking about twilight like in normal conversation with adults and just getting so much pleasure out of it because it's like it is funny but we also have realized we actually like it and i think that you know there's a huge part of this that is just like i'm so inspired by yeah how you like went to oxford and you discovered oh you're you know there is just a space for what your fun is you have to find the people who like the things that you like and i i think that i do have those people but you know especially as an extrovert like, I am an extrovert, and I was always trying to, like, do the things that I thought other people thought were fun, or, like, meet people at their party, or, you know, just do things that made me uncomfortable, because I thought that that's what being a fun person was. And now, you know, as I'm getting older, realizing that, like, no, I can just invite people along into my fun. Even, like, I went to an, out an art gallery on Sunday with this guy I'm dating and, and it was like a um, 
a gallery showing of art made by um, currently incarcerated uh, LGBTQ plus activists. And it was intense. And like, we had an amazing time. And, you know, and then we got great Thai food. And it's just like, I'm realizing that like fun is just whatever I get pleasure from. It's not forcing myself to to do something for the sake of like, quote unquote, loosening up or, Mm. um, you know, it's like maybe that word has been trapped up in like people pleasing for me in the past. And I'm just like discovering now for the first time in my life, how to, how to do it for me. Yeah. And I think when you do fun for you, that's when it's art. And like bring people along into my, you know, my idea or my game or my wander. Um, but, but yeah, not, not, uh, I guess I also just, you know, like have to let go of my, my, um, whatever it is that I associate with that word that makes me so uncomfortable because I, I will, you know, I will also say I get told I'm fun a lot. I'm, Mm -hmm. I get the feedback that I'm fun and like something about that makes me uncomfortable. Um, and so I'm just like, this is a good thing. Like I like to go play, like that's okay. that's a compliment when people say that um yeah it's such a funny compliment because I think I experienced that as a child where I was very serious and was very academic and I would do what I was told where if the aim was to get an A on a test then that was my number one mission in life and so if I were told at that age that I were that I was fun, that would have been an insult because it would have meant that I was not working hard enough. It was this either or. Yeah. And I think like that's so much of why this is a triggering word for me is like Mm. I was working since I was a kid. And so I, and I'm constantly surrounded by and working with people who are 10, 20 plus years older than me. And so many of my friends were usually at least a decade older than me. Um, and so it's like when someone says that I go like, you're not taking me seriously. It's like, that's not what people are saying. But like, my fear is like, you know, someone's patting me on the head and going, oh, you're fun. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a serious (laughs) artist. I'm a serious adult woman. (laughs) Um, so I, it's like, it's just so cool though. It's so cool to be learning this about myself and, and like, realizing why it's been a area of discomfort and allowing myself to let go of that. And I'm, I mean, I just want to ask you, and I know it's like a big question, but because you love this word and you've learned to embrace it, what is fun? What is fun? I've been thinking about that so much as we've been talking and I I liked what you said that it fun is whatever you enjoy. I think that's the aim when I say fun is that it's it's pleasurable. It's it's the it's utmost excitement. And even I think it was helpful that I started my degree on a foundation of fun because 
at a lot of points it wasn't fun. At a lot of points it was hard work and it was stressful. But I always knew I I could remind myself, I'm here because this is fun. I'm here because I enjoy this and I'm not going to enjoy all aspects of it. Um, But something that I did as a student was when I was getting too caught up in the details of my degree, I would ask myself, well, if I could read anything right now, what would it be? And I ended up reading the entire Princess Diaries series alongside my Milton and Middle English studies to remind myself of what is what pleasure reading is and the joy that I get from holding a book outside of the work that it can become of um, of doing the the research and the intense study of a work, reminding myself of why I was interested in this in the first place. And I relate that back to everything that I engage with, where everything that started as a passion project will have challenging aspects to it. And it's such a critical balance to remain inspired, to let myself enjoy just without any productive aim, without any need to produce something. It's so important to have that incoming stream of fun. I always talk about like I'll go through periods of time where I'm not quote unquote like producing anything. And I always say I'm having a downloading period. Mm-hmm. For me, and it's gathering. It's, ooh, gathering. I think that's super important for artists and those of us living the art life to like be okay with, you know, months, a year, whatever it is at a time where you're just gathering or you're just downloading and you're downloading experiences. Um, and then, you know, usually you get a bolt of inspiration and you go with it and you make something. And that happened because you were just present and having fun and, and following curiosity and living your life for a little while. Yeah, I think if I get too wrapped up in writing, then all I'll ever write about is writing. Yeah, that reminds me that I always say my biggest pet peeve is actors who can only talk about acting. (laughs) Because I'm like, how are you supposed to be playing people if the only thing you know how to talk about is like casting director workshops? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's another part of the word play that I love is its theatricality the performativeness of the word play where maybe i even like play more than fun because play feels like it <laughs> play feels like it counts a bit more because in in play you are there there's also this this aspect of it that is putting on a play emulating life like let's play life mm, i love that do you like make I mean, you've talked about today, like, how you put your obsessions diary in your passion planner every week. Mm -hmm. But do you make time in your schedule every week to, like, 
okay, this is my block for fun or adventure or whatever it is. Is that something you're really intentional about? I go back and forth about this because on one hand, that sort of defeats the purpose of it. It's like, okay, must have fun. Um, and yet I do that. And I'm, I'm working on writing about this right now, actually, where at the, I find weekends so challenging. Um, and I, I have a, a typical weekend and that's when Steve is off of work as well. And so that's the time that we have to spend together to have fun. And, um, I've had to rebrand it as art day and adventure day or nature day. And they have sort of a theme to the day so that I'm not just um, putting pressure on myself to enjoy the weekend like I feel like I should be. I think we talk a lot about in this show already about how sometimes structure gives you freedom. Yeah. And I, I love the idea that like knowing that this is your nature day, knowing that this is your art making, crafting, whatever it is day actually lets you loosen up an- enough to like mm. go try something new or to go, mm. you know, be present in nature because you're not putting pressure on yourself to like, to just like arbitrarily have fun. <laughs> and it's still goalless. It's still a goalless task. Like go into nature. Yeah. Like, make some art. Um, but I think that maybe it's just the kind of people that we are. Or maybe it's, this is how everyone works. I think we talk a lot about how having structures in our lives can give us like freedom to wander, freedom to create, freedom to play. The other thing I'll add is that every morning I start my day with writing. I write first and I have been setting a new intention that I always start with a journal session and and then I work on whatever projects I'm working on at the moment, whether it's a new essay or a column or a vignette or a poem, apparently. And what I've been trying to slot in the middle after my journaling is take some time to write whatever I feel to create, whatever I feel like writing that isn't towards a predetermined project. Just write whatever I work on a new thing or an old thing that isn't in the calendar yet and see where that takes me. And often those are the ideas that will become something later. That's so beautiful. Thank you. I I love... You you are like the best at creating structures within your your passion planner, um, <laughs> you know more than anyone I've ever met. You have like you you do have these really defined whether it's you know blocks of time, um, not traditions but um, ways in which you do things like your obsessions diary, but it never feels heavy to me. Like, I never mm-hmm. feel like you're, you're like, forcing yourself to do things in this really structured way. Like, in even, like, in the way that bullet journaling sometimes, I'm like, that doesn't seem helpful. That just seems like a lot of work. Like, 
you have these, um, you're incredibly organized. And even like if people could see our show notes, like in our, our Google Drive, it's incredibly organized. But it is also always really fun. Like, fonts I first. Always, yeah, fonts first. <laughs> wow, we have to make our life t shirts that say that. Um, <laughs> that's incredible. Like, I always feel like you are having fun with it. Even like your planner is like highlighted in a lot of different colors, but it doesn't feel neurotic. It feels beautiful. I'm basically just complimenting you for the rest of this episode. (laughs) Go on. Well, I will say that I love organizing things. I was, I would genuinely organize things as a child as a pastime. I would listen to the Harry Potter audiobooks, reorganize a desk drawer, and then dump it out so I could organize it again in a better way. It's a genuine hobby of mine. And so organizing my life, writing in my planner, that is pure fun for me. And I, I want to recognize that for a lot of other people, that's the last thing that they want to do. So if you want to get organized, it doesn't have to be the way that I do it because the way my system is part of part of my pleasure and your pleasure will look different this is reminding me that like i i've been talking a lot about ice climbing and like you know these like hiking backpacking trips these sort of athletic things that have become really fun for me that actually at one point in my life i thought i would never enjoy and i often say that to people too like this is something that I really have grown to love, but you might hate it and that's okay. Like, you know, you don't have to go ice climbing. <laughs> um, um, or, you know, I have come from such a big family that when I'm home for the holidays or, or home for, you know, on a family vacation, um, out in the world somewhere, I think one of the great things about all of us getting a little bit older and just learning how to communicate and operate within a huge family is like respecting what is fun for each other and like Mm -hmm. letting people break off into groups so that everyone is like genuinely enjoying their time and no one feels like they have to just do something that they hate because that's what's the agenda. Like we have so many people in our family that like there's is a lot of freedom for people to figure out what they love and like go off with their group. And I will say as well that I think one of the most thoughtful, intimate ways of being a friend is to find that center of the Venn diagram with you and another person of this is our fun. This is what we like to do together. And that'll be different from how you spend time for fun with any other friend. This is a perfect opportunity to mention something that I'm doing in about two weeks with a friend who I, we really adore each other, but I think it often feels like have very little in common besides like superhero movies. Um, <laughs> like one of the, the, like my favorite coach at the place I work out, um, he is a huge Batman fan and I found like DC Comics he is, um, hosting organizing the first ever batman 5k run Ah. (laughs) 
And I sent it to him and I was like, we should do this because I just, I, you know, I saw it and I was like, this is the perfect thing to do with Bruce. His name's Bruce, of course. <laughs> um, and I sent it to him and then he was like, yeah, I'm in. And we signed up. And then I got like a ton of anxiety about like performing really well. <laughs> so I started like training for this 5K. Wait, so and this is the 5K you've been training for? Yes. I've the been, Batman I, 5K? Yeah, oh, oh, it's the Batman 5K. I'm glad that we cleared that up. And um, and I also, like, I, I make everyone call me Commissioner Gordon. Um, So I was even talking about going with, like, a fake mustache on. And, like, I don't, we'll, yes. we'll see what I'm able to finagle together that would I can actually run in. But it's been super interesting because I, I made this plan. It was really goofy and exciting. And then I proceeded to put a, sh- a heck ton of pressure on myself because the person that I'm going with is an athlete, you know, like a real athlete. And he's like six foot four. And I'm like, oh, no, I just signed myself up to do this thing that I'm now so stressed out about. And the whole point of it was to be fun is to like have fun and spend time with someone I like. And hilariously, like when I invited him. He sent me this message that was like, I actually have a race a couple days later. So like, I'm really just gonna, you know, this will just be for fun and to like, get out on the road, you know, like just get used to the road. And and yet somehow I like proceeded to then spend weeks like agonizing over improving and like being fast enough and even like wanting to quit, frankly, like wanting to bail because I was like, I'm just, I'm too slow and it's embarrassing. And then I've been so busy with this show and filming and all of these shoots that I, I, I fell out a little bit in the past week of training. And I realized like, I'm, you know, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna jog and I'm actually, I'm learning to love that too um on my own time but this is supposed to be fun like i am doing this to spend time with someone who i'm friends with (laughs) this is a goofy weird thing this isn't about stress so i think you'll be proud to hear that i've had you know a huge sigh of relief in the past week allowing myself to just do the batman 5k (laughs) for the fun of it not because i'm trying to like reach some number goal of like the time that i have to reach to feel good about myself i'm so proud of you commissioner thank you so what is the art life ah zandra the art life is fun We got there. We did it. <laughs> you you did it. <laughs> what is the art life? The art life is integration, which is your word. Oh, I love that. So you got us here too. So if people want to read your essays or your poem that you just published, where can they find it? I publish all of my writing on heroinetraining.com. And you can also read my writing on Instagram at heroin training. There will probably be an essay around this topic of taking time to not do things um, unless I change my mind. But if that is what I end up writing about, that will have been published by now too. You can also subscribe to receive my essays in your inbox and 
on my Patreon at patreon.com slash heroine training. You can join us in Everyday Wonderland, which we've talked about a little bit on the show, but it's my weekly one-minute program for finding magic where you already are. And it takes one minute because that's legitimately all it takes sometimes. So I'm dedicated to making that super simple. And where can people find your art? People can find me on Instagram. I am back on Twitter, even though I don't post a lot there. Um, Instagram at Grace Gordon official. Twitter is underscore Grace Gordon underscore just because Grace Gordon official is too many letters. Um, (laughs) And uh, mostly I just write and post photos and videos and travel diaries on Patreon patreon.com slash grace gordon official we also pre-released this show on there so our patrons have been just so lovely for i think for both of us listening and sending us feedback before the show is even out so if you're a patron of either zandra or myself thank you so much for being part of our work and also like engaging with this show before we even launched and giving us the excitement and confidence to like blaze forward with it Thank you. Thank you. Now go have some fun. (laughs) But no pressure. No pressure. This is The Art Life, a heroin training podcast with Grace Gordon and me, Zandra Robinson-Burns. You can find us online at theartlife.show and send letters to The Art Life, care of Grace Gordon, P.O. Box number 4292, Valley Village, California, 91607. Or email us, theartlife at heroinetraining.com. Our theme music is The Stream by Rory. Thank you for joining us.